A special thanks to AMSA partner Walters Kluwer for supporting AMSA AdLib. To find out how you can save big on products through Walters Kluwer and their discounts on Lippincott resources, visit amsa.org WK. Are team members in your small groups lifting each other up or holding each other back? Welcome to AMSA AdLib. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. So much of your medical training is individual study, but medicine has a growing appreciation for teamwork in healthcare. You'll be working along a team of fellow physicians, nurses, hospital administrators, and that may be reflected at your medical school in your training. Some schools do more group work than others, but you may find yourself on a small group project or even in an informal study group where team dynamics are holding everyone back. What's your role in keeping the group together and on track? What can you do if things start to fall apart? Kelly Tibbert, who will be AMSA's president for the 2016-2017 leadership year, spoke with med students about their experiences and lessons learned. Hi, this is Kelly Tibbert, AMSA national president-elect, coming to you live from UIC at the AMSA Fall Conference. I'm here with three UIC students, and I'm going to have them each introduce themselves to us. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm one of the co-presidents here at AMSA. I'm a second-year medical student. Hi, I'm Beth. I'm also a second-year medical student and also a co-president of our UIC AMSA chapter. My name is Anne. I'm a first-year medical student, and I'm also on the executive board for AMSA at UIC. So today I just want to get your background about group work. So I want to know, what are the challenges of working in a group? Coming through undergrad and even before that, like we've been trained to work in groups on like group projects, and it's always challenging because, especially when you come to medical school or you're with a bunch of pre meds, usually in my experience, everyone has like they're very dedicated to their work, and like there might be a lot of strong personalities involved. So, there's a lot of clashing opinions sometimes, but I think, especially being in med school, I've learned that everybody's intentions for the most part are very genuine and good so we're all trying to work towards the same goal for the most part but there might be different approaches and ways of getting there so I think really just learning how to adapt to other people's personalities other people's backgrounds ideas and challenging yourself to learn from that that's something that I've learned with group work especially in med school like kind of just to make myself better just by using other people's diverse opinions and whatnot. Yeah, I would say kind of going along with what Ashley was saying that in medical school especially, there's so many uh, students that have a lot of things to say. So sometimes some of the more introverted students might have a tough time voicing their opinions. So I think a good thing about working in groups in medical school is learning how to make sure that everyone has a chance to kind of voice their opinions and working together as a team so that some of the louder uh, classmates are able to talk, but also calling to the other students to hear what everyone has to say. But who cares if your small group isn't efficient? All that matters is the end product, right? Not at all. These group projects are also a chance to learn about how to contribute to team leadership. Here at the University of Illinois, we do participate in a program called team-based learning. So we have a lot of opportunities to collaborate with our classmates and work in small groups. That helps us to develop the skills that we'll need as professionals when we are forced to work with people who have different opinions and backgrounds than we may have. And so we'll have experience already working with others and be better prepared for the workforce when we graduate. That's wonderful that you have that opportunity, especially from the moment you step into medical school. I guess going into a scenario where you need to participate in a group and accomplish a goal. What is something you can do or some advice you would have for somebody going into um, a scenario where they need to participate in group work um, to avoid any of these 
um, conflicts that you all have mentioned. I think really taking the moment and just some sort of small gesture just to put your ego down before you enter any group situation, I think that's really vital and I've seen it done very skillfully in multiple settings, especially since we are in training to become future physicians. Um, while physicians are leaders on the healthcare team, everybody's opinion, every member of the healthcare team also has a very valuable opinion on that team, which is just as equally important as a physician. And I think, like, especially as we're moving towards this interprofessional type of team in the healthcare setting, I think it's important to, like, make, as doctors, to make that precedent that everybody is equal and we're all in a nurturing and open environment where everybody's opinion and expertise is valued. Yeah, and I guess kind of on the other side of what Ashley was saying, there's some people that are intimidated by the medicals when you first enter medical school and everyone's so accomplished and very intelligent. So sometimes some of the more introverted students might need to walk into group scenarios um, with a, maybe a bit of a pep talk saying, I do have the skills and I do have the knowledge and not being afraid to speak up and participate because obviously everyone's view is very much valued in a group on the medical team. I think a nice practice is to think of who would be your ideal teammate and if, what skills you would want them to possess. For example, being punctual, uh, giving others the opportunity to speak and collaborate, coming up with their own ideas, doing the preparatory work before meeting as a group, and then being that person that you want to have in your group. And if everybody comes to the team with that mindset that they want to be the best team member that they can be, the amount that you can accomplish is tremendous. Keeping a small group on track can be challenging, even in group meetings. Starting with a clear agenda is key, shared one to two days in advance. There should be a clearly designated leader for the meeting, and they can kick off the meeting by talking about the meeting's goals and setting some expectations for what will come out of the meeting. Accountability for individuals on a team requires trust. It also requires some ground rules. Set clear lines of communications and clear deadlines. Also, each member of the team needs to have a clear understanding not only of their individual role, but also how their role fits into the overall project. With so many obligations for med students, it's unrealistic to expect teammates to keep track of things in their heads. Setting expectations in writing, adding deadlines on calendars, and distributing meeting agendas out in advance are all ways to effectively organize a team's work. Now that we've established how to avoid conflict in a team, let's get realistic. You may already be knee-deep in turmoil. How can you get back on track? Here's Kelly again. I have with me here today a medical member, and we're going to hear a little bit about her struggles within group projects. Can you tell us your name and what year you are in medical school? Sure. Uh, my name is Pavithra. I am a second-year medical student. You know, whenever you're working in a group sort of scenario, there are always opportunities to improve, and there's always that storming period that, that occurs somewhere along the line. Um, so really, there was an experience that I had working with a couple of my colleagues. You know, the few of us in a room thinking about what this project that we're working on could look like. Um, and, and we worked pretty hard on it. And we realized at some point in time that we were not enough to make that project what it needed to be. And so I think one of the struggles that I had was really taking a step back, um, finding the people who could really elevate the project that we had conceptualized to the heights and the potential that it could reach, um, and really letting, letting those individuals take on a leadership role that, that could enable them to make this event or this project as amazing as we wanted it to be. And so I think it's a, it's a little hard sometimes to step back and do what's for the greater good, if you will. 
um, when when you've poured your heart and soul and and put a lot of work into a certain project that you're working on, and you have that sense of camaraderie with your fellow group members about where you wanted to go and what your vision was for it. Um, and it's important to realize after taking a step back that when you are able to think about what's best for your project, um, it will turn out amazing and you'll have that sense of pride when you see it actually happen in front of you. So going forward in, in your career, uh, obviously you'll be planning other events and programs. What would you suggest uh, is something that you learned that maybe you could tell other members that might be helpful when they're really struggling with giving up not necessarily the power, but just the idea that it's their program and they don't want anybody else to come in and take over. What, are there any suggestions you have to how to get past that mentally or what you did? Sure. Um, this is a problem that actually um, a lot of people in the innova- innovation space have where you come up with an idea, you love the idea, you want to charge ahead with it, and um, it's challenging when you need to give that idea to somebody else and let it take take flight. Um, and so I think that, I guess my advice for other individuals struggling with something similar to this is really just to take a step back, um, think about where you see that project in the future, and then think about how the people that you are handing the project to will do amazing things with it and how it'll actually look like when it actually comes to fruition. Go to your project, see it happen, and look at how amazing it turned out. And I promise when you see the final product, you will think to yourself, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that I was able to work with these individuals to really have this idea become something so much better than I could have ever thought of alone. Are you thinking these may not apply to you because you're tight with your team members? Well, friendship doesn't always make for perfect teamwork either. Ramona, what school do you go to and what year are you? I'm an MS2 at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center in Lubbock, Texas. Have you ever been involved in some type of group work where you've had to kind of figure out how to navigate the waters of the group? So at the during first year, we have a course called P3, and it's basically the humanity side of medicine so our social skills our speaking skills and our community skills so we have to do an honors project and what that is is determining a need in the community and going out and fulfilling that need or at least bringing the need aware to the popula- to the public and our project had to do with foster care children so we picked our group and we had six individuals in our group and we were all really close so we didn't think that we would run into a lot of communication barriers or any sort of problems like that. Um, But as soon as we started our project, we realized that we all think very differently. And so we all had an incredibly different way of approaching the the problem, which would be um, foster care children not really knowing their resources in healthcare and things like that. So we all faced like, okay, no, we should, do a brochure no we should go do talks no we should do a survey and even determine if this is a real problem so we clashed on that and then communication was a problem because we all just were like no we don't want to talk to each other about it we're just going to do our own thing so it took us a lot of regrouping effort to come back and you know put our differences aside and realize that we're still the same people and just really come back and put our ideas together and determine a way that we could incorporate a little bit of everything but still get the message across that this is a problem in the community and this is something that we needed to address in an efficient and effective way. 
Do you think uh, moving forward, have you learned anything that maybe you might implement at the beginning of your group work together that you can suggest to other people who might be having to work in a group coming up soon? You know, definitely. I think it's very important to make expectations clear at first and to always take a step back and realize that just because there are differences does not mean your project is going downhill. That's part of a brainstorming process and it can definitely be something positive. It doesn't have to be a negative energy. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Pete Thompson and myself with help from Sandy Friday. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Deborah Hall is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. A special thanks to AMSA partner Walters Kluwer for supporting AMSA AdLib. To find out how you can save big on products through Walters Kluwer and their discounts on Lippincott resources, visit amsa.org slash WK.